I'm Jeff Rake. And I'm Margaret Rose Lester. And we're exploring the drama and mystery of Manifest, episode 105, Connecting Flights. Going forward, how important will the bond between Cal and Olive be? That's an important one. I mean, this idea of the special twin relationship is something that we kind of hit hard right in that pilot episode. And in this episode, we see that Olive never stopped feeling like Cal's twin. Yeah, I think that um, playing up their connection as twins and also the relationship of Cal returning and not being a teenager and sort of testing what that new sibling relationship is going to be is something that we also want to still continue to delve into as well. Does Vance have a theory in regards to Bethany and Thomas? I don't know that Vance has a theory in 105 as to how Bethany and Thomas are connected, other than what he articulates within the episode, which is that he's searching for answers. They've yet to figure out why the plane disappeared, why it came back, why it blew up. So for him, it's still asking those fundamental questions. And I don't remember the exact words. I don't know if you do, Margaret. But throughout this episode, his mindset is anybody who was on that plane is a potential suspect. And now that he knows that there is somebody who is a criminal in the sense that they boarded the plane in an unauthorized matter, they committed felonies, so already that cast them in a negative and a suspicious light. And the the fact that there was some kind of apparent conspiracy between Bethany and Thomas, who he comes to suspect, know each other, just leads him as an investigator to deduce that because they were involved in some criminal secret activity on that airplane, does that not make it logical that they might be involved in the greater conspiracy? And so I think he's just being logical and covering all of his bases. Yeah. And I think just like Jeff was saying, that Vance is very curious about what happened on the plane and getting answers about what happened. And one of the things I enjoy about writing Vance is that he gets to express a different point of view into the mystery. And I think he very much shows up like that in this episode with getting to ask those sorts of questions about why Thomas is there and exploring if there's any relevancy, bigger picture that we can understand. Ben is determined to ignore the callings, but Cal's calling is different. Is he aware of what's happening to him? You know, I think we're seeing throughout the journey of this episode that Cal is both aware and unaware of what's happening, right? Uh, He leads been on this journey down in the innards of the subway system. We're in dark tunnels and climbing through grates and uh, it's, you know, mysterious and dark and possibly dangerous. Cal seems completely unfazed by it all. And when they finally get to their ultimate destination and they get to Thomas, they get into the boiler room through this back door that no one knew about. Cal still is relatively, you know, unfazed. He is acting as if it was all kind of just another day. And when Ben asks him about this place, why'd you come here? How'd you know, you know, Thomas's name, all of those questions, Cal, you know, basically just says, I just knew, right? And so I think it is, in a sense, his unconscious at work, to kind of use your words back. And You know, I think over the course of time, we'll see in future episodes that Cal 
becomes increasingly cognizant that something's going on here. But I think that as of this point, it's just kind of second nature to him in a way. And he's not separating out the bizarreness and the implications of knowing things in the way that the grown-ups are, are doing. Yeah, I agree. I think it's not even something that he's aware of. It's just an existence for him. And really what is happening in this episode is Ben becoming aware of this within his son. And not only is he trying to resist it for himself by following the coin toss, but through that realizing that his son is now experiencing these was a huge turning point for him. Thomas seems calm when Cal finds him. Is this just his personality, or do he and Bethany know more than they're letting on? You know, I think that that is Thomas's nature. Thomas is perhaps calm about Cal finding him, but as we see in other parts of the episode, Thomas certainly had his share of freaking out when he came to discover where he was, what had transpired. And as we learned in the story, you know, he was put on all sorts of drugs to try to kind of calm him down. And uh, the irony being that the people around him thought that he was out of his mind. And so they had to kind of juice him up on all sorts of meds to, uh, you know, uh, bring him down to a state of, you know, normalcy when, of course, everything is upside down because, you know, he's the one who, who um, y- you know, ha- had e- had every reason to be freaking out because he was just kind of catching up to the story. So, you know, I think when we experience Thomas encountering Cal for the first time, you know, the fact that this little boy kind of found his way to me is just kind of a little bit of icing on the cake of insanity that had been happening to him in recent days. Yeah. I mean, I think he's in this place where he knows that he's causing some disturbance in these people's lives. And so he's wanting to not do that anymore. But I think when Cal arrives, it's almost just like, of course, this was going to happen. Will Ben and Michaela's mother play a bigger role in what's happening? I don't know that there's anything bigger coming down the line that we can talk about. Why does Vance think Jared is a valuable asset to him? And what does this mean for Jared going forward? Well, Vance sees Jared as valuable because he is close with Michaela. And Vance wants answers about what's really going on. And Jared is the lifeline inside that police precinct. And and Michaela has been solving crimes since she's gotten back in a way that could be perceived as lucky. And so for Vance to try to get inside of Jared's head and see what he knows and what he's willing to give up on Michaela, if anything at all, is something that we've played with their relationship. What it means for Jared going forward, I think as Jared navigates his relationship with Michaela, who was his fiance and who he still has feelings for, he also realizes that she's changed in some ways that can't be explained. And so we want to tee up where Jared, where his allegiance will be. Yeah. And by by the end of this episode, Jared is still a little bit in the dark about what's going on, a lot in the dark about what's going on. He has his suspicions. He, th- he knows that the inexplicable is happening uh, in front of his eyes. And so, um, you know, he is not yet 
valuable to Vance in the sense that he knows things that he could relay back to the government, that all that is going to change in the next episode. And by the end of next episode, Jared is going to possess a lot more information and that will in turn make him potentially a more valuable asset to Vance. The question is, is Jared going to make that choice and reveal that information? And so I'll let the viewers wait and watch that episode to see what happens. But that push-pull becomes more challenging for, for Jared as he comes to understand more. And that's, that's coming very soon. Speak about Dr. Fiona Clark. Cool. So, right. So we, we kind of have a little Easter egg right here in this episode as we glimpse this passenger. We've never met her, but over the next two episodes, we glimpse this character, Dr. Fiona Clark. She is a scientist. She was on the plane and we're going to come to discover that her body of work seems to be quite relevant to both the phenomenon of what the passengers are currently experiencing and also more specifically to something going on with a small group of passengers that I've alluded to either earlier in this interview or a prior one. There's a small subset of passengers who have kind of been on their own journey since the plane came back. And episodes six through nine, six through 10 are all about these passengers. And uh, Dr. Clark has a very intrinsic role in that story. Talk about Ben's mental state at this point. What does he think is happening right now? Or does he even have a clue? I think he's really trying to figure out what's happening because at the top of the episode, he introduces the chaos theory. And, you know, do we have any control? Is everything predestined? And by the end of the episode, Cal has walked into discover Thomas in the clubhouse. So he's really reeling. Like he's, he's trying to come to terms with what all of this means. But first and foremost, it means that his son is experiencing these and that is his driving motivation to to move forward. So whatever it is that he's going to do, as in subsequent episodes, he's trying to figure out how to protect his family. His son is always first. This is the episode, I think, when Ben finally comes to grips with how central Cal is to the underlying mystery. And now that we've reached this point, that almost becomes our new stasis as we get into episodes, you know, six, all the way through, you know, my goodness, 13. And Cal remains front and center, and he kind of becomes the core of Ben's drive to solve the underlying mystery. Those two ideas become one and the same for Ben. Michaela sees Ben's board of research for Flight 828 and calls it a spider web. How accurate is this comparison and who might be the spider? I will say it was really fun to create the board. And I actually got to be on set and work with the art department as they were creating it over. It took a couple days to put everything together. And so it was really fun to see that actually come from the imagination and exist in real life. And it's just a, a nice way for Ben, what's going on in Ben's head to get out for the audience to see as well. In terms of it being accurate as comparison, I think that it is pretty accurate because spider webs are very sticky. And as Ben and Michaela come in contact with the other passengers, sometimes they get caught up in things that they can't pull themselves out of very easily. So I think that it's a good comparison. I don't know who the actual spider is, though. <laughs> yeah, that's for the viewer to think about. And as we get into seven and onward, one character will be presented who may just be the spider. And by the time we get to episode 11, 
one character will be so convinced that another character is the spider that it'll lead to some extreme consequences. Cal's powers are now coming into focus. Talk about how and why he's different from the rest of the passengers. You know, in the writer's room, we think of that utterance from Cal, it's all connected as the original calling. We see he's on the plane, everybody is asleep, a brilliant light comes through, he's drawn to look out, and he sees what he sees, and he says those words, it's all connected. And uh, it doesn't take a lot of time to put the timeline together when you think about everything that we've seen happen in the show, and you realize that that moment would be the earliest uh, moment, at least, at least the earliest moment of anything that we've shown to date in series when we've seen some type of calling. And so that is the moment where, you know, the audience discovers that, you know, Cal has been experiencing whatever's happening from the very beginning. Uh, And for me, you know, what that suggests is that any calling that we have seen any passenger experience since the pilot episode and onward, it's all for a reason. And I think the reason is both big and small, small in the sense that we're seeing that people literally need each other to overcome obstacles, to heal wounds, to make each other whole, right? Most of our characters are broken in some fashion, and we're seeing that these people are, you know, being drawn to each other to help each other heal. To me, thematically, that's what it's all connected means. Now, why does it start with Cal on the plane, and why does it happen when he's looking at a brilliant light? Uh, that's something that will play out over series, and we're not going to talk today about what that light is, why it appeared then. But I think that the takeaway, certainly the thematic takeaway that I think about as we write these episodes is everything, the phenomenon of the plane's disappearance and return has allowed these broken souls an opportunity to heal each other. It's really interesting when I run into friends who are watching the show, this is the calling that they say, and they don't even know that it's the episode that I wrote, but they're just like, it's all connected, it's all connected. So it really resonates with people. And I think that it means different things for different people, just like whatever the light means or whatever Karen, Ben and Michaela's mother looks at things through religion, whereas Vance is more of a government investigation. Everyone has a different way of looking at things, but the connection is what resonates throughout everyone. And I think that's what's really beautiful about the show and it generates the conversation and it gets us talking about like what is it what does it mean and and what is connected and and those are sorts of the bigger questions that we want to inspire our audience to think about hope you enjoyed the ride ready for the next chapter of manifest there's more mystery coming your way thank you for listening to this episode of manifest the official podcast Subscribe to the podcast wherever you listen, and please be sure to follow Manifest on socials at NBC Manifest on all platforms.